should be fun! Family, don't end with blood. I regret this already. Hello! Not an idiot, see ya! Lilu Dallas Multipass. Give him the bits! The bits! The bits! The things I do for love! I will never, ever turn my back on people who need me! This episode mentions war and the guy with the face of a pig. Have fun. Hello! Hello! And welcome... Oh, damn. Shit, yeah, that's scary. I'm sorry, your ears are going to be hurting. We were loud. I always keep it at, like, minimum volume when I start to record to see <laughs> past that. Woo! Because, damn, we're loud motherfuckers. Yeah. And welcome back to Why Should I Watch That? Why Should I Watch That? Why Should I Watch That? I feel okay. like I'm super fucking loud today. You are. You are. I don't know why, but you are. <laughs> Your internal volume just got clicked up like seven notches. Yeah, because I'm usually not this loud. And I only had one thing of coffee today. It was a big thing of coffee. Well, I, I think part of my headache was coffee. When was the last time you had caffeine before we went to get coffee? too long thursday uh, morning and it's saturday folks so yeah caffeine headache plus uh dehydration would equal discomfort pain. look on a scale of one to ten how many of us in this room actively drink water on a regular basis i try to yeah i, I said, said do actively there's a do. whole water bottle over on that pool table yeah, how cool is it <laughs> so you're gonna just put that hand right back down now no i drank a whole bottle of water before i came here today yeah and Aww. other days? I drink a cup of water <laughs> okay, with dinner. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. That's fine. Okay, that's better than most of you. Anyway. I drink uh, some welcome water back to at the Why gym. Should I Watch That, where we definitely don't talk about our water intake for the week. It's not an update. <laughs> we're not We're not some weird plant app in your pocket, but you probably should drink water. It's, it's good for you or whatever. Yeah, water, water is great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I, how often do you have to water succulents? Succulus? Not, <laughs> not very often. But... Like succubus. <laughs> no, I tried to succulent. What are they called? Succulents. Oh, those. I tried to get some catnip for my cats, and it went real great for like two days. Oh. It died. My it's lavender plant's still alive. I'm so glad that you have a green thumb and not a thumb of death like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So what are we watching? Poco Rosso. Poco Rosso. Poco Rosso. Rosso so so. Porco. I kept saying Poco and I realized it's Porco. Like so it's, it's porco. porco. It's Porco. No, it's pig. Yeah, but it, it's they say porco. it like Marco. Porco. The whole, it's it's an It's just of... it, they replaced the MA with a P. So it's po instead of ma. It's Porco. Yeah. What's she saying? That's what I said. Why are we arguing? Anyway, uh, this will be our final film for Miyazaki May. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed it. We certainly have. It's been an adventure for all of us. Um, I've seen a lot of them that I really wanted to see in this month. So that this has really been interesting. Do we want to do first impressions? Since none oh, of us yeah, have we've, we've never, never seen, seen this. this. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, all of us have never seen it, so this is awesome. We got to watch it together, which was also awesome. Yeah, uh, this was not what I was expecting at all. 
I've never seen a comedy from Miyazaki. This this was it slaps. It was great. It was and it still had a moral to it without mm-hmm. you even realizing that there was a moral. I mean they weren't subtle about the moral. No, I'm I'm saying like obviously the moral's not being selfish and um but it was done in a very good way that you could understand it. Mm-hmm. It was obvious, but at the same time, you didn't feel like it was being shoved in your face. Yes. That's a good way of phrasing it. Um, It was definitely not what I was expecting expecting at all. I didn't think the moral of the story was going to be what the moral of the story was. Um, I've never actually seen this movie, but it's actually my little brother's favorite movie, which now I see why. Because I, I, I thought it was great. It was, mm-hmm. it was fun. It was entertaining. It kept you enthralled the whole time for sure yeah that's one of the things i find very often not so much this month because miyazaki is so good at what he does but um yeah i find very often that i have to do something with my hands like or like scroll through my phone or you know fiddle with something make a crack because otherwise i'm like i'm not being productive i'm not like yes i'm enjoying whatever i'm watching but i feel the need to also do something else if that makes sense and with this movie i was totally enraptured i i i didn't even notice you reading a web comic during the film <laughs> don't don't throw shade like that i no but i didn't and with my wide peripheral i you know okay fair i usually notice things like that and this this film completely captured my attention that everyone in this movie is hilarious i was it's a delightful surprise i have heard so many good things about this movie throughout the years but it was never in detail it was always just go watch it i can't explain to you how good it is which is the most suspect thing someone can say to you you know if you can't put to words why it's good i don't trust that it's good yeah like Unless it's, like, heavily spoilery, which I would understand for a series. Like, when I try and get people into the adventure zone, it's hard to explain exactly what it's about without getting into the nitty-gritty of the plot. So, like, be vague about it, but still give some. When you just give, I can't explain it, it's good, it it feels weird. This one? That's pretty fitting. <laughs> it's like, how do you explain a dude that's cursed to be a pig who's also an assassin who's also wanted by the Italian military, who's also a fugitive, who also kills people, but not really. And is also a feminist. And then somehow also tie in that it's a comedy. (laughs) How the by Miyazaki. That's a tall order to be like, I'm saying all of this in complete seriousness. Set in like the 1920s, 1930s-ish. It's... Oh my god, like, I I understand now why no one could fully explain to me why this movie was worth watching, because it just is, and that that's it. It's that's it. like, it, it was so fun to watch. I, I know multiple times throughout the movie, all of us were looking at each other like, this is really good. <laughs> like, I'm not going to start naming them, because you can wait five minutes, but like... <laughs> It, it, there were so many moments that were just genuinely funny and almost out of place. I've never I've never laughed so hard at a Miyazaki movie. <laughs> this was so out of water. I And 
I've never seen him write a male protagonist before. This was That's like true. such yeah. a like such a good take on that. Oh, it's so good. I I didn't know what I was getting into at all aside from Pig Boy, and I got <laughs> I got Pig Boy. Um, I uh, mean, it was yeah. yeah. It was excellent. Do we so, want to read the, the synopsis? synopsis? Well, do we have any shinies? Oh, well, of course we have some shinies. Okay. I got you some shinies. We have, of course, Ferrari. Oh, my God. Mentioned, which, you know, being the most famous fucking engine car made it, or engine for a car and then a car company being made out of Italy is beautiful if i'm remembering correctly they also helped pull italy out of the great depression yes so like and they started the whole um the grand prix and all of this also the motor that they end up putting in his new and improved uh plane is a ghibli yes (laughs) which was hysterical the the fucking trailer they're towing is a fiat (laughs) i i the, yeah, this broken down old truck thing. Yes, and you actually saw um, the spy car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's another Italian car company. I just can't remember what it's called. And I, I oh, I don't remember. I I love 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 that they had all these little tidbits because you really don't see them in any other uh, Ghibli film. Like you get small like hints that there's other connections yeah there, there's faint allusions throughout the other ghibli films but this one it's like it's in your face it, it's really hard to miss but it, it's done so well it's done subtly it's done it's not subtle it's in your face but it's done tastefully that's tastefully. what i meant yes absolutely another another tidbit that is not it's not even really like hidden the the level of anti-fascist that this fucking movie is would piss off a lot of Facebook pay, uh, moms. It would piss off a lot of Facebook moms. Literally, at one point in the movie, uh, he says, better a pig than a fascist. And, like, I could die by that. I could die by that creed. Yeah, it's... The the messaging throughout the the film is just... Chef's kiss. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, obviously the hints to the German army, the Italian army. Oh yeah, the cross. Ooh. Sorry. That like no, the the ahead. German cross. Yeah. Um, this one I stole from a website, so like, don't. This is not for me. Don't add but, me. <laughs> um, it uh, the the movie was initially inspired by political turmoil at the time of its production. Um, in a 2009 interview with Empire, Miyazaki explained that, quote, really, it was based on my hobby and I wanted to make something light, but then Yugoslavia collapsed and all the conflicts broke out in in Dubrovnik, Dubrovnik, Croatia, and the islands, which were my setting. Suddenly in the real world, it became a place where battle was happening. So then Porco Rosso became a more complicated film. I love that he was like, I'm going to make something fun. I'm not going to talk about the war this time. This time it's just going to be fun planes. And then the world went, so maybe we keep the war themes. Maybe maybe we maybe we run with that. Stick to what you know, kid. <laughs> the whole world went, you're really good at those. 
you know but it was it's so different from it is it's so different because um as someone who has seen grave of fireflies yes <sighs> the the entire tonality the entire because maybe maybe this is something to save for the discussion yes um mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll bring that up later no just something hit me mm-hmm. ferrari in the lawn Okay, we're gonna but, need an explanation. Um, that that's where they started like the races and stuff. Oh. oh. <laughs> and then they moved it to wherever it is now, Monaco. Monaco. Sure. Monaco sounds right. Yeah. But also, I don't do cars really. They. I, I mean, it's for Milan is now no more of a fashion capital. Sure. But sure. whatever. But whatever. Yes. Hold on, Sam. Speak into your mic again. But whatever. Speak loudly into your mic. But whatever. Okay. Cool. Just making sure. It, I'm sorry. I was talking no, no, out no. of the mic. It hypervigilance. I I saw it go like this, and that's what I was editing with, where it was super teeny, and then I saw that thing only flash green, and I was like, "What did you do? <laughs> We've yes. done nothing. It was <laughs> you." <laughs> um. So, yeah. Uh, I guess I will tell you where you can find the film. Yes, because uh, we apparently just realized us geniuses that we keep forgetting to tell you guys where you can go and see this film or show that you would like to see. I want to say we mentioned it at the very start of Miyazaki May. <laughs> that's about it. And that's about and that's all I'm going to give us. I think we, we did it for Howl's and, and then stopped. Um, but for if you've gotten this far, they're yeah. all on HBO Max. Yes. I guess maybe we said it was all in HBO Max and we just went, it's ticked off for all of them. We checked our box. <laughs> um, but I think we should make sure to tell everybody just because starting after this month, we're going to be doing other things. So yes, they're not all going to be on HBO Max. Correct. We will Correct. be doing our best to tell you where you can find these lovely pieces of media. Um I almost said movies, but they're not all going to be movies. Your fun facts. My fun facts? I have none. No fun to be had. <laughs> Do we um, have any more facts of fun? No, I was talking about her her fun facts as far as like how much the film costs. Well, and- we have to read the synopsis first. Oh, you oh shit! Yo, do you just want not, not want me to read them anymore? I forgot you hadn't read it yet, madam. We're five minutes into the fucking recording. Seven. Sixteen! I I have undiagnosed ADHD and have no concept of time. You cannot hold me against this. (laughs) Okay, your turn. I'm not looking. I cannot see. Um, Uh, Your fun facts, Jay. This sign can't can't stop me because I can't read. (laughs) A soaring tribute from Hayao Miyazaki to aviation and the reckless flyboys who defined an era. Set in a mid-war Italy swept by fascism, Porco Rosso, a bounty hunter with the face of a pig, takes on the Sky Pirates terrorizing the Adriatic. Yeah, that sums it up. Yeah. No spoils. No spoils. So, it's obviously directed by Miyazaki himself. It's actually based on a manga. Um, did not know that. There's some accents here. Um, there's some accents here. <laughs> it has a little thing over the O. It just means O and you ma- mash together. Oh. Hikote Jidai. 
And it's a watercolor manga, which I think is pretty neat. Music by Joe Hisashi. Hisaishi. Every time. <laughs> you just keep thinking he's present, Mike, and he's not. <laughs> what a good boy. Banana boy. No, he's just a regular boy. <laughs> um, An American boy. <laughs> or, at least... or at least American Japanese with a name like Joe. Maybe British. I don't know your life, dude. Uh, so it was released in 1992. It was, oh, it was a summer release. July 18, 1992 in Japan. They don't have the American release date. Uh, it is 94 minutes. Fun guessing how much it, it made back. Uh, the budget was, the budget was 9.2 million. 36 mil. 36 mil from Myra. 44 mil. 44 what mil. The fuck? On the oh money! God. What the fuck? <laughs> you guys. I'm just gonna let Myra say the amount next time first so that I don't make a fool of myself because I wasn't gonna say million. I don't know how numbers work when they get that big. Man, I'm not smart. I'm actually shocked that you got it on the dot, though. It's literally the key is just dissociating off into space and listening to what the void has to say. <laughs> well, shit. The void has been practicing active listening. What? Oh, fun fact: uh, the American voice actor for Gina. Gina was also Meg in Hercules and um what was what was the character's name in Spirited Away? Lynn. Lynn. She was also Lynn in Spirited Away in the English dub. Talking about dubs though. Holy shit, both of them were really, really good. Because yes. we did watch um both of them and wait, before we jump into this, I forgot one of my Ushinies. Oh, go ahead. The guy who voiced Jumba Jukiba played oh. the scientist. <laughs> yes! The mad scientist voiced the mad scientist. Also, I found out in Googling him that he passed away in 2018, and I'm so fucking sad. Oh, um, I'm really? mad that no one made a stink about this because uh, he was a treasure and needs to be uh, uh, treated as such. I know, but you know what? It, I Literally, I, I listened to him and went, that's Jumba Jukiba. And then I googled it later, and it was Jumbo fucking Jukiba. Okay, I'm done. Go ahead, Myra. I love yes. my childhood coming back full circle. Um, but with the dubs, oh my god, like, but we we did go back and watch um all, with scenes with all the characters in it, and mm -hmm. they I, the selection for every single character in both dubbed and subbed mm -hmm. was amazing. I I I have no gripes. I am like this is they beautiful beautiful. I love whoever uh who they chose for Pocoroso. You you get that feel of a chain smoker. Oh uh, yeah, big chain smoker vibes. And then Gina is just chef's kiss. Yes. And then Theo just feels perfect. I would die for Theo on any given occasion. And the American is the epitome of what a Texan would be. I'm no hate to Texas, but 
this man is most hate to Texas. Austin has a pass for now. It's an epitome for what everybody thinks an American is when they go to a foreign country. Yes. When the, at the end of the movie, when he came back to fight Porco Rosso and he's just standing there squeezed between the cliff. <laughs> and he's like, hey. I was like, that is the most Texan thing I've ever seen a motherfucker do. And he's just chilling up there like he's Spider-Man or something. <laughs> and the, the, the guy they got for the voice actor perfect i mean you got that southern draw like weird texan southern draw it wasn't quite as texan as i would have liked it was more generic southern but i will say this it it, it was a good job let well coming from another country mm-hmm. being that i go there quite often that's what most other countries th- think americans are it's either that or super fucking a New Yorker. Say less. <laughs> Say less. They don't think that about us, guys. Wait. So what about the, the standard American accent? Non-accented American English? No, it's either Southern <laughs> or New Yorker. There's no other All thing. Right, put it back. On the count of three, everyone pick one. One. No, like, just start talking in it. Oh. One, two, three. All right, y'all. I have nothing I to say. Mm. Jeez, it's... am I the only one that tried to go to New York or something? No, listen uh, here. Listen, you just got to No, you already picked. No. She, they already she, picked. They already picked. Enough. I can't do it now. <laughs> I'm picking it up. What the fuck was that? It's a mixture of the New Yorker and the Southerner. <laughs> what, the, what the? Oh, yeah. the su- Oh, God. What the <laughs> fuck? Whoa. Y'all, it's not even not, funny. Oh, I don't oh, even. Oh. I can't even continue to speak in a joking way. (laughs) This is why we're not voice actors. I could be a voice actor if I tried hard enough. What do you mean, bless your heart? Bless your heart. That's what I meant. Now I'm just a... Now I'm just a space chicken lawyer. But I I reckon that all accents matter. The point is, is he stands up for dumb shit. That's the joke. Anyway, let's get back on topic. Let's steer the boat back to the stream of consciousness. We'll find it, I promise. (laughs) I'm just being from another country and seeing how most Americans are portrayed on film in other countries. Sure, sure. We are either New Yorkers, preppy Californian people. Oh Oh my my god! God. That's like Uh, my favorite one ever. Or Southern you know, There's no in between. That's fair. That's that's very fair. I mean, I've already done my southern accent on here. Apparently, my, my mom thinks it's a bad accent. I'm kind of mad at her for it. I thought it was a good one. Your she, she thinks that I do a bad accent because I can't be from here and it sounds wrong. So, I don't know. You're from Florida. I am from Florida. Florida's southern, didn't you know? No, it's not. We invented Roll Tide. What's Roll Tide? What the that's fuck a, is that? That's Alabama Tide. thing! That's southern! Rotai is Alabama! They stole it from Florida, man. You wouldn't know. You ain't from there. It's from Alabama! Rotai! Alabama! (laughs) Rotai! I don't know what's going on. I don't know. A lot of my friends in high school used to say Rotai. It's because it's Alabama. It's Alabama University. 
Sure. Everything yeah, why, comes back why, to football. Why are people from North Georgia talking about Alabama University? You're either Alabama University or you're Georgia State. Or what UGA. the fuck? It's our state. Dude, it's either your Rotai or your dogs. <laughs> Go for it. Okay, but they chose a third option. They pulled a McElroy. What do you mean? They Tennessee. Chose- There's the odd Tennessee fan out here and they're aggressive. Oh, no, I... Please move on from sports. I don't know anything about these things. Anyway, my one gripe with the uh, animation is the the song. The 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 lip flaps. The lip flaps don't... Listen, I understand that it's difficult to, to animate a song, but it didn't sync up in either the dub or the sub. Okay. Let me get this straight. You're mad. I said that gripe, it, not mad. <laughs> You're mad that a Japanese man from Japan did not perfectly sync up some French bitch <laughs> singing a love song in his movie about a dude who turned into a pig because he got depression. Yes. You're mad. It's some off lip syncing in a movie about a sad pig man. Correct. <laughs> I didn't even notice it. So I didn't notice it till you pointed it out. I did. Like you pointed it out and then I couldn't stop looking. I just didn't look at her lips to begin with because it's a song. Sorry. Madam. I felt it, and I was like, oops. I'm... I'm falling. I am underneath my chair. I'm in their space. I'm sorry. No, so, um... But yeah, no, I thought the the way they did the voices, everything, even actually doing the French song and it sounding French, not, like... Oh, the song itself was beautiful. Not... But what I mean is, like, and it didn't feel like it was... Someone... uh, Yes. Like someone attempting to speak French, because trust me, je parle un petit français et ne parfait. Don't. I'm to our French listeners. Bonjour, je m'appelle Jay. Je suis américain. Yes, you are. Oui. Je parle espagnol. (laughs) Parfait. (laughs) Omelette du fromage. (laughs) Omelette du fromage. I don't know if you're supposed to roll that R, but I did. It's from your nose. That's why you can you have a better accent than I do. No, is that it? It's the throat. No, they speak from the nose. No, that's my throat. No, it's both. It depends on what. um, I think what you might be thinking of is they breathe heavily out of their out of their nose while they speak, giving an airy quality. Yeah. I did take a linguistics course, and I retained more of it than I meant to. (laughs) I still can't read that fucking alphabet though. So the French alphabet. Japanese? The what? No, the what? They have, they don't have accents it, on but, letters yeah, that are the, different. The, the letters are still the same. The letters are still the same. <laughs> we were talking about the only one that has no, extra there's... letters is Spanish because they have the L L in the L A Y L A Y M N N Y O P Q R S T U V W X Y Z. I'm very proud of you. I can do the I can do the whole thing. 
Yeah, we're going. No, there, okay. The point the point I was making, aside from Spanish alphabet, was um, there's a a lexicon alphabet that every linguist uses mm-hmm. across the world oh. that breaks down the way that you pronounce something into literally how it sounds, and it's a bunch of semi familiar symbols to someone from um, a English speaking country. I forgot what our alphabet's called, and a bunch of other different symbols from like acrylic and a bunch of other places. Romanized alphabet? Sure, I, I definitely said that. Anyway, it's a bunch of different characters. We don't have to know. I'm just curious now. <laughs> it's a bunch of different random symbols from across the world that all have meanings outside of their main languages to make a sound that correlates with how something sounds. So you could spell apple A-P-P-A-E-L it's, I think that's it's how it looks. Latin alphabet. Yeah, sure. Um, it it's it's weird. I've never learned it. I never understood it. I passed the test and I moved on with my life. Nice. Valid. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, going back to what we were actually supposed to talk Sorry. about. No, it's fine because I sort of got us out of it. What? It no. was my fault. It's okay. I went on the tangent. Um. But. Since we're talking about, like, the people's accents and stuff, particularly, I really enjoyed, again, everybody fitting properly in their their space. Um, oh, yes. Absolutely. And sticking to their characteristics. Particularly the American had that whole, I'm here to save the day because I'm American. Oh, my God. The savior complex of the American. Yeah. Yeah. I I hate that about us. Throughout history, that's all we are. Just really excited golden retrievers that think we're the absolute shit from God. Ready and willing to save the day, whatever that may be. Pizza for a party? The American. Bomb the bad guy? The American. Save everyone in a war we barely fought in for no good goddamn reason, except they spat on an island we happen to own? The Americans. <sighs> yeah, we yeah. literally tried every everything to not get involved in World War II. Yep. And World War One. Anyway, it's I it's a stereotype that I know and hate. And Gross. Yeah. It, I, but, but then we also have you know, the the French people who are like, oh, the fucking American. Like, ew. They're right, though. <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 they're I right. Still, but, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. But my, my dad, who used to do some business in France because he used to work for AT&T, um, they were like, oh, you're an American because you're wearing a white shirt the first time he went over to France to do business. So the next time he wore brightly colored shirts... So he, and then someone was like, oh, my Spanish isn't very good. Do you mind if we, you know, speak English? And my dad's like, I am an American. So yeah, that's great. <laughs> I mean, he learned French because that's the courteous thing to do. And otherwise yeah. they'll upcharge you. But, um, oh yeah. They'll look. <laughs> Just if you're an American. Anyway. Deciding to travel. Anyway. Be respectful. Anyway. But they, the, the American <laughs> con. The American hero complex. Griffin. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Not just the American hero. It's it's this whole idea that yeah, the American hero complex. But I was gonna say the whole idea that you look because he didn't just have this complex of I'm the hero. He also had this complex of I'm looking down at you. 
of I'm better than you. And that's... I, I chalked that up to hero. Yeah. Really? That's, that's part of the hero complex. Okay. Of like, Think about Homelander. Ew. Well? Oh, God. <laughs> also, in turn, Bakugo is a good example oh. of a hero yeah. complex. Or, okay, let's let's go a little more in-universe Metro Man from Megamind. And, and I, love, I love you, Brandon. You stole it from me. God, I just want to have one meme to myself. And you stole it from me. And go on. Think about Metro Man. Okay. All right. Okay, 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 fair. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 in this film, I think it was portrayed very well. It yes. was. It was very tasteful, too. It wasn't disgusting in your face making fun of americans but like they they took the punches that were necessary and were funny like the fact that literally everyone in our fucking country just looks at one other person of the assumed gender they need to be attracted to and goes oh my god i fucking love you dude let's get married now and not think about it like we have a whole we have a whole city in one state dedicated to getting hitched in ways you didn't mean to be mm-hmm. God, like yes that is that is a that is something that i've only ever really heard of in america because everywhere else they just call it eloping here we call it getting hitched getting hitched getting tired in vegas not. and it's it's always in vegas what happens in vegas stays in vegas unless you're married See, one of my favorite things, though, is how the rest of the characters responded to this American being like, let me propose to this underage child. Everybody's like... And they're like... Mm-hmm. Well, she, was, she wasn't underage. underage. She's dressing as, like, well... She's like, 17. They which said she was... is not underage in mm-hmm. other countries. Yeah. It's only underage... Actually, it's not even underage here, Georgia. It's still creepy. And it, I'm not saying it's not creepy. I'm just saying using the word underage in the specific scenario is it's incorrect. Inaccurate. Well, and also they're in the, they're in the 30s. That's, That's another thing to keep in mind. Yeah. She should have a husband already, or at least one lined up. Yep. Yeah. Uh, said she's got a boat. Yep. Instead of, instead of a bow, she has a boat. <laughs> yeah. I I thought they, they plane. Sorry. Again, I thought they portrayed that very well. They. They did it tastefully. Yes, it had the hits, obviously, of making fun of the American stereotype. But at the same time... It wasn't crass. Yes. It wasn't distasteful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fair. I, I I, could agree with that. I like that they, at the very end, how they had them fight like that. To the bitter end, they were exactly even. Yes. <laughs> yes. And at the end, they both decided to work together. It wasn't let me save you. Let's work together. Yeah, that's fair. It kind of, you know, I feel like that's something we can really only ever get in a Miyazaki movie because that kind of reaction is a very human one. It's a, all right, look, our fun's over. Now we have to, you know, do this thing to help the people that we care about. It's it's a very Miyazaki kind of way to write characters Mm -hmm. because as we've said all fucking month, you're probably tired of hearing about it. He doesn't write villains. Not really. No. And and something I found really interesting is they were both left behind by their countries in different ways. So Was he left behind by America? Because he, he made it sound like he left a hero. He left a hero, but he didn't... He left America because he wasn't getting the support. Like, well, 
Let me let me rephrase this. I'm she, I'm excited to see how how lack of support is going to chalk up against uh, being exiled, and wanted by the government. He became a figurehead and no longer a person. He became this this concept of a hero. But he wanted it. He wanted it because he was like, I'm going to be the hero here too. He literally left to further his hero legacy. He got bored. I just and he went back. Yes. Poco Rosso can never go back to Italy. It was just an interesting parallel. It, they, okay. were, they were they they were were foils for each other. Yes. That, that's what I was going to say. It seems more like a foil because that's what I meant. Porco Rosso has the, ta- has the talent and compassion and everything that would be needed to be a hero, but he was exiled from his own country. Meanwhile, homeboy over here has everything one could ever want. The fame, the fortune, the mama back home. Everything. Everything you could ever want. And he leaves it all behind because he's fucking bored and wants to be a pirate. Which, like, mood, but... But he also saw the the downfall of his country happening. The downfall of America in the 30s. No, I thought you were talking about Porco Rosso. Right, no. I was saying, what I was saying is they're good foils because they they saw the opposite. Right. While, in, in that case, yes, while America was on an upswing, Italy was on a downswing. So yeah, it's, it's a continued foil. Yeah. Um, with that, since we're talking about background characters, this, 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 oh my God, film and the background characters. Let's just start at the very beginning with those fucking Madeline school, school girls. Dude, they had so much sass and chaos. They, I, I, I said this while watching the movie. It's like they were going to a preschool for bards and all they knew was vicious mockery. God, I like, fucking love them. They literally were like, are you are you are, are you kidnapping us? Have you ever showered Shower before? before? You need more blood on your flag. This flag's bad. You need <laughs> And then Porco Rosa comes to, sh- to save them, and the bad guy's like, fuck, I gotta shoot that guy. And the girl literally goes, um, excuse the fuck out of you. No, you do not. And just shoves him away so he can't shoot and keeps him there. Like these little chaos bastards are just like we are simply here to ruin you you should not have taken us you should have taken any adult actually yes any adult would have been easier to handle which is so real oh oh my god i'm sorry and also the the pirates they were like i thought they were going to be one-offs when we first met them i was like okay he beat him they're over yes no, they came back. They came back so many times, and it was so beautiful each time. They, oh. I, it, the pirates, and it wasn't just the pirates that you fight in the beginning. You get keep getting introduced to more pirates, and every single one just feels so unique. So yeah, each little gang has its own culture, its own like insignias and uniforms and like standards and, and fear of Porco Rosso. And fear of Porco Rosso. Uh, I'm suddenly having engine troubles. Like, just say you're afraid it's okay <laughs> i will not actually oh my god and then um you get into the make the mechanics uh, mechanic shop yes i love this man so much oh my god also you get okay you get into the mechanic shop you get the old ladies and stuff but like on top of the old ladies you also get a this is not written up there you also get a genuine representation of what the workforce looked like during wartime Act. Which yes. yeah. everyone ignores. Every filmmaker is like, nope, the dudes do the manual labor. That's how it's always been. We're going to keep doing it that way. The women, 
The women are inside caring for their children. That's what they do. They stay inside. They care for their children. No. When all the men that you signed up for war by force. By force. Are in war by force. Well, gosh, good golly gosh. That only leaves the sick, the elderly, and the women. The sick are sick. The elderly are elderly. The women are, are, of, all a- are of all ages and able-bodied. And it was really interesting because they showed all people of all ages going to help to build the pa- the plane. Yeah. Like, if they were able to carry something, they were helping in some way, shape, or form. Even if they couldn't. Those the old gr- ladies were just like, tink, tink. No, but, like, they were, no, they, they were, they were hammering they, they metal. They were hammering the metal. That's what, that was the tink. Sorry. That's what the tinking was. No, but no. shaping metal is heavy lifting. I just thought it was funny that they were just going... <laughs> no they were shaping metal you had the women actually showing skills that are not usually shown for women as being as carpenters mm-hmm. metal shapers uh what was it welders Rev- welders riveters uh, all these different things that you don't typically see women portrayed as doing mm-hmm. and the preteens who were either too inexperienced to be helping or not capable of helping they were making dinner. They were making dinner. They were setting the table. They were making sure everybody had... They were running back and forth being like, oh, do you need more tools? What do you... Like, mm-hmm. how can I help? And I love that in doing all of that, they didn't force the woman to wear, like, uh, gross clothes. Because I feel like there's this connotation where, like, if a, if a female-bodied person is going to do some kind of mechanic work, they have to look the part. Mm-hmm. They have to be covered in grease, wearing overalls, wearing a stained shirt to hell and back specific body types they're either hella buff or like rail thin and no boobs the boobs are like none of the boobs the boobs see manual labor and go i will now shrink for you because i don't fit your character anymore um but like the fact that they were just regular women in sundresses in Everyday dresses. Everyday, everyday clothes. In their stuff they would wear on the house for chores. That, that shit's gross, too. Yeah. Just different kind of gross. Just wearing their normal shit. Doing manual labor. It was so... I've never... I am an old person. You're and not. I have, shut the fuck up. And I have never, in my years, seen someone actually portray that. Yeah, yet. like... That's, I, that's very fair, though. I, I, I agree with Jay. Like, being older and seeing things like that oh sorry no 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 you're good uh it's i've never seen it portrayed in this way i've seen the you know the female working in the factory and it's your typical she's only doing small things that she can do mm-hmm. like you know sewing on buttons to clothes or you know working in a textile company mm-hmm. but not working not as... lifting those fucking textiles which yeah. get heavy Mm-hmm. Not lifting the textiles, not showing them actually, you know, fixing the machines because you mm-hmm. need a mechanic. You don't see, like, you didn't, you've never seen a girl actually do this kind of manual labor. And it was really refreshing to see that. I mean, I, we, oh, I'm sorry. Oh. I was just going to say, I'm going to chalk that up to it being a non-American war film. Because so many American war films glorify this male ideal of how war was supposed to be and what it was like and they're like oh 
you know, we still have these underage boys who are in the factories. Those are the people who have taken over, you know, the manual labor jobs and stuff like that. The women are still feminine in their capacities. And Miyazaki, being the amazing man that he is, was like, no, I, you know, I lived through this. This is what it was like. But I, this is different, but I would agree that it's a more Americanized um, version of events because, I mean, you look into, this is just what I'm pulling out off the top of my head. There's probably more um, Joan of Arc. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, Mulan, the original story, not the uh, Disney bastardization. Mm. Uh, those are stories about female warriors doing female warrior things. There were female pirates who did some bad shit. You know how they fought? With one titty out to be like, hey, look. Hey, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you distracted? Good. Bullet to the face. I think particularly American media Mm. forgets that women are powerful. Mm -hmm. Wasn't there this French bitch who... Who... Can I please? I'm gonna forget it again. Okay. We did a whole video on this a couple of months ago for Black History Month. Literally, uh, fucking hidden figures. Yes. Hidden figures. They literally were like, "You females don't know what you're doing. Go back to your women jobs." And like, yes, there was also an a, an element of race there, like intersectionality, blah blah blah. But like, the core of it was that even if they were African American men or black men they would have gotten a better foot in the door quicker. Because they were also girls. Go ahead. And they would have been able to get what they... It would have taken... Obviously, there would have been a block block there because Mm -hmm. of the race, but they would have... They would have accepted their... Mm -hmm. Intelligence? Intelligence more because they were men. Yeah, right. and I, I only bring that up because we're talking specifically about how much work women can do when men get the fuck out of the way. And, like, a great example of that in the movie we just watched was the grandfather. Because Porco comes to um, Piccolo and is like, hey, so you're going to fix my plane, right? And he's like, I mean, I guess technically, but Theo's going to do it. And he, Porco goes, no, no, no. Mm. Nah. She, he's like, where's your sons? Where, where's, where's your your adult male children? And he goes, they're they're away. They're finding work somewhere else. She's brilliant. I trust her with my life and my company. <laughs> and I love that his response in um in in like Porco's response to her asking, is it because I'm a woman or because I'm young? I love that his response was both because it shows that like he's not. Is there a little bit of sexism in there? I mean, yeah, probably. But if she was 20 years older, would he probably just let her do it and be like, okay, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because you see that with uh, the old hags as they're dubbed. Yeah. They come in and he's like, ah, ladies, what's good? Yeah, yeah. He's like, I trust you infinitely. Hello. No, he goes, ladies, you're still alive? Yeah. Which alludes to that they've they've helped on the ship, on the the plane before. And that's like, I don't know that that just for me that kind of pushed like had she been older they wouldn't have had any kind of friction aside from like look I might say something a little rude to you but like 
it's just me talking, so, like, you're gonna have to get used to that. This is just who I am as a yes. person. I'm sorry yeah. for all of this. <laughs> Jester's just Just stop being all of this. You just gestured to all of me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I don't... This and film... Go. On that note... I love the use of technology in this film. It is so oh, yes. okay. Let not even to mention that the planes in this movie actually fly, Kiki. Um, <laughs> but on top of that, um, the way that they used the um, the telegram uh, consistently, and the hand signals, and the the um, Morse code through flashing in the in the planes. That kind of stuff was so period appropriate. And the fact that they allowed the characters to either speak through it or relay the message in a different way while having those scenes was very, um, it was, it kept the immersion going. Yes, it allowed, yes. it allowed the, the film writers to use a medium that really wouldn't work in film, but does work in real life and keep it for the film. And the one time they don't do that, it's for suspense. Yeah. Because um, we see right away, like, within the first ten minutes of the film, Porco using, like, it's not a flashlight, but, like, a mirror or something like that to relay Morse code. And the pirates are like, oh, shit, this is, like, what he's saying. Because obviously not everyone can be looking at Porco. Um, but then when Gina... Gina? Yeah. Sure. Are we talking about older girl or younger girl? Yeah, 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 love interest. Gina. Gina. Sorry, I was like, that's... That's not her name. You were thinking Meg. No, I was thinking about my sister-in-law, actually. Oh, what the fuck, Sam? Her her name is also Gina. Okay, go ahead. Anyway, she she she's writing down these numbers in a shorthand for the um, telegraph. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit, what is it? And she's like, I gotta get there in time. And you're like, ah, yes. Narrative storytelling, hello. Is that what she was doing? She was writing, yeah, she was shorthanding the telegram. And then after she finished writing it, she actually translated and goes, oh no, the Italian Army Air Force is heading their way. Yeah, you see her translating oh. it on the way. Okay, see, one, I thought that that was like coordinates for where to go to. Um, two, I love that the lack of tracking technology and also like also the like cult-esque surveillance that militaries have over their members nowadays the lack of that allowed porco and his old friend from the um from the army who's named after a fancy car ferrari ferrari mm -hmm. um it allowed them to keep their friendship and allow him to you know, kind of be a mole without constantly being on their radar. Like, there wasn't a single moment that you were, like, afraid for him because of how covert they were being. For back in the 30s, that was, like, that was smooth criminal action. Yeah. Like, they, a, their own hand signal language that they made up for flying, that is, that's some dedication. Yeah. And, I don't know, I, I just, I really like how that allowed the immersion to continue. Yeah, and... Being with the hand language and the technology, I thought it was great that we actually got to see how some of the le levees and pulls mm -hmm. and things for the plane actually worked. Yeah. 
and they stayed true to what a plane at that era would be like mm -hmm. it was made out of wood it wasn't made out of you know the material that it is made out of now yeah and most planes were water planes because it was easier to take off from water like you said earlier mm -hmm. and i i love that they didn't force you to have a plane that was more modernized right the fact that they left the cockpits exposed exposed was an immediate what the fuck to me at first yes because uh, at that era the cockpits really didn't become enclosed until world war Two. yeah and world war one everything was still open it was still very mm -hmm. they raw hitting, yes they weren't hitting mock speeds and they weren't going high enough for long enough for it to even matter so it makes yeah. sense right because they the one time porco actually does go fast to leave vapor trails people are like oh shit he did he did vapor trails oh fuck porco is such a great pilot and I love that they show how unpolished the the planes were in yes. the inside. Like, it's like a, a messy sewing job. Yes. <laughs> and that's literally what they were like, too. Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't like they were being untrue to the nature of the technology. Yeah. And I loved how they did also the... Um, Talking about the whole how they were flying, like they showed how it affected their body flying that fast because having oh, yeah, the, the wind hit <laughs> you to go that fast, I mean, it literally moves your skin to a way that you look so obscure. Yeah. And they were able to actually show that on film. Yeah. It's just, it's such a cool sight. Like, and like the gears and the the foot pedals and like I mean everything they should it was so pure yeah and and you can actually see his love for aerodynamics or aer aero aeronautics thank you aero aeronautics there because you can tell that they put detail they put they did the research to make sure this was true to mm -hmm. what a plane mm -hmm. of the air would be like and that I, was the original heart yeah yeah. And I love that they still allow, um, speaking of love and affection, they allow Porco Rosso to express love and affection for the country he once served and his brothers in arms with, while still holding a disdain for what they now serve and what the country has become. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. I did. I did appreciate that, that he was like, look, I can't be part of something that's become fascist. Yeah. Yeah. Give my love to the guys, but I'm never coming back. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that can really kind of strike a chord nowadays, especially with all the weird roads every every country's heading on. Yeah. I mean, here especially, like, that's the one that I've, I've experienced firsthand, so it's the only one I really have. But, like, god damn. The... No, but I, I would like to talk about how being in constant war and in constant conflict changes the mindset of a people because we get the uh the cruise line people and oh yay we're getting attacked by pirates Woo, again. it's so exciting or like you have that initial cheer for like oh the planes are gonna take off but then they're like oh okay cool can we can we continue on with our cruise like we're bored now yeah, and, and I guess that, that kind of is another thing that we could turn back on to today's society with, like, 
more depressing stuff. Like, we should be scared of it. We should be, like, having more of a reaction. But, like, when it's an average Tuesday. Yeah. It's it's interesting to see how... And you're right. It's in cost and war because even the people in the, the mechanic shop, they had it planned out where they were going to say, well, he kidnapped our granddaughter. That's why we're, we're helping him. So deuces uh-huh yeah to protect the family and... to protect the family and to protect the business and the government obviously is like what okay poor innocent people yeah and you know you see it in a lot of things and you can tell that some people obviously try to fight it but they they're like okay i can't fight it i'm gonna do my best what i can while i'm in it and go from there and that's how you get his friend Ferrari, who is still helping him, but at the same time helping the government. Yeah, the government and the mechanism and the war machine. He's still yeah. participating in all of these terrible things that the government is making him do. Yes. And I think it's hard to to go against something... I guess, especially in this film, I think you, you get this, this sensation of you're either selfish is where he comes in being the pig he's selfish because instead of fighting for his country as he thinks is what's making him selfish is fighting instead of fighting for his country he's fighting for himself mm-hmm. you where you have his friend who fights for his country and he's normal and whatever but then you really see where his selfishness is not necessarily fighting for his country or for himself it's when his friends died for their country he himself could not proceed to death he chose to live for himself he chose to live for himself in in doing so losing his best friend and And his humanity his humanity and getting this guilt or his uh, survivor's guilt yeah he he gets survivor's guilt oh sorry and believes he loses his humanity i will say that because it's from what I could tell, it's a self-inflicted curse. Yes. Because, mm-hmm. okay, see, I don't know if he didn't really... There was a word that you said. Um, it was like when he when he was potentially flying up into the great uh, Ferris wheel in the sky for planes, yeah. um, the, he didn't just... He didn't really, like... He didn't choose to live. That's what it was. Oh. He didn't choose to live. He actively said, you just married Gina. Let me go for you. And instead, his plane went back down. True. And I think, honestly, I think it was more of survival's guilt. Oh, yes. His oh, curse God, yes. was like more of the, that survival's guilt. And you see it even more when he finds out that Gina actually loves him. Mm-hmm. Because he, after that, he, you know, he goes, okay, we got to let everybody be saved and he gets that you get that last glimpse of his human face Mm -hmm. because you see um what's his name the american that's sure you see him go your face and he goes let's go and that's the last thing you see and you see that 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 his face really turns normal when he lets go of that guilt lets go of that i'm selfish i'm selfish i'm selfish because he truly isn't So, I actually had something I wanted to add to that, and it's spicy. Um, When you seek out stagnation in your development, that's when you 
start redoing bad habits over and over again. Like, I don't know, repeating to yourself that you're a piece of shit for, you know, surviving something you shouldn't have and blaming yourself for the death of your friends and, you know, kind of just perpetuating this curse over and over and over again. It's really weird that the second he stepped away from that mindset, everything fixed for him, huh? Yeah. Really, real weird. Yeah. It's almost like self-destructive habits are self-fulfilling prophecies. Stew in your soup, you're going to get made. Yep. You get out of it and you have soup for you to eat. Woo! Tasty soup. Me soup. Talking about his curse... Can we talk about the fact that everybody fucking takes jabs at the fact that he's a pig? I love it. I love it so much. There are so many puns. I feel like we missed out on some watching the dub. Oh, I'm sorry. Before we shift topics, Mm -hmm. it's, I wrote it down on the board and I think it's a good comment to make, but he is the personification of the dehumanization of our veterans. That's true because technically he is a veteran and we totally forget that veterans are there i wonder if that might be a um american specific take on it and i only say that because it's a japanese film yeah and, and most they, they treat their soldiers to, well actually they're not even really allowed to have soldiers they treat their ex-army their ex-defense force is that what it is i think so well no they idea. don't allow them to have an army they're sure no, that's like a law. No, yeah. no, no, I know. Um, After World War II. Yeah. But um, basically we said, hey, if anyone fucks with you, we'll fuck with them. That's why uh, North Korea won't bomb them. Fun fact. That's why they only do nuclear tests and don't actually bomb Japan. Because by the time they bomb Japan, America will know and it'll be too late. I don't like that we have the biggest... Um, stick? I don't like that we have the biggest stick in this fight, but like we do... Um, so there's one good thing. But no, even Japan, Japan takes care of their elderly. Like, mm. point, pure point blank. They, the... But Porco's not elderly, though. No, no, no but we're, they, we're they, talking they, about vets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So in, in that aspect, it's more of... Also, he's Italian. Yeah. Also, he's not, he wasn't honorably discharged. Well, yes, I understand that. But so very often... But even other countries, honestly, ex- well... Maybe not Mexico, because Mexico hates the military. But um, it's mm. bi- the military. Half, yeah, no, no, I don't. Half the people think the military is run by fucking narcos, and the other half think the military is just there to gain money. So I mean, porque no sos. It's probably true. <laughs> don't ever get pulled over by the military. <laughs> nope. Yeah, because they'll pull you over like real cops. It's fucking scary. Anyway, um, but um. What was I going to say? In other most other countries, it, pretty much almost every other country, except for, I don't know for why the U.S. and some European countries. And Russia. Russia. Um, the elderly and the military are actually a, more cared for. Yeah, because... Oh. I, like I said, there's some other European countries... They're not as well. I think England is one of them that is more mm. Americanized in mm. the aspect of how they they handle their vets. But most, at least Chinese um, and um, Asian countries have mm. more respect for their retirees. So, and, oh, 
before, no, before you go, I, I just I just wanted to clarify that um, in saying that I don't think you're wrong. I think it's a unique American take that only we can have. Well, I, I also want to say this. It's I don't think it was necessarily exclusively American. It American so it certainly has perpetuated in America longer than most other well-developed first world nations but porco was a world war one bet and in world war one we were dealing with the first real um big t trauma of ptsd that we've seen from vets then in a very serious capacity like in in the modern era yeah and we as a world didn't know how to begin to start the conversation about PTSD. We didn't, we called it shell shock at the time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, survivor's guilt wasn't even a term yet. It was just, you know, oh, he's melancholic. He doesn't really know what it, like, it, depression wasn't even really a thing, a, a thing yet. And so I think that's also a little bit more of a, reflection of the time period as well I, because I we see that we see that also in like some of the other pirates look like they're vets too yes and how by not taking care of the their vets they will find a way to live they'll find whatever means necessary to continue on living whether that's within the confines of a polite society or outside of it i guess in the context of taking care of vets, I think the thing that we need to remember is, yes, he is technically, and maybe even the rest of them, because they're all criminals now, they are technically vets from the war that does not change the fact that Porco Rosa was not even dishonorably discharged. If he, he were to go up to, not even that. If he went up, he was a deserter. To, he was a deserter. If mm -hmm. he goes up to the Italian government and goes, "Hey, I fought in a war for you. Take care of me now," he's either going to jail or serving again. Mm -hmm. So there's no like, there's no way for them to care for him because in their minds he never completed the job. I agree that he that they do deserve something, but in order to get that thing, they need to go up to the person who's holding them hostage, basically, and go, "Can I have a cookie? Actually, I decided to come back for the cookie." Um, right. Please? <laughs> I guess that, that's, that's kind of where I'm coming from, because in, in, in my mind, and I know I'm, I'm not saying I'm right. Mm. I'm just, I'm just explaining where my brain is. Sure. Um, uh, the way that they've interpreted Porco Rosso is a deserter who's doing his best. Yeah. And... I don't think it was Miyazaki's intention in diving into the treatment of post-war people. I think there's a message there, though. I just, I don't know. I feel like I feel like they didn't go into it enough for the movie. And, sure. And I think also we got to think about it in the aspect of when the film was actually made. Mm -hmm. I mean, sure. Because, I, go ahead. Sorry, uh, veterans today we see that more that we are still we're trying to fix damages that were done in the past mm -hmm. and we're noticing the damage that was caused now mm -hmm. 
But when the film was made, we thought, even in the 90s, we thought vets were good. I mean, we still think vets are good as a general society. No, no, no. I mean, like, good. I mean, we, by, I mean, we thought they were good. I mean, we thought they were mentally still sort of there. Yeah, that and feeling like, not like morally good or like. Okay, I'm sorry, I misunderstood. That and like the only, the only vets that we appreciate nowadays are cis, white vets that don't have mental issues after serving. Those are the only ones that anyone wants to see celebrated. Yeah. And I, I don't like saying And it. World War II vets. Oh, yeah. You served in World War II. You're basically God. Congratulations, yeah. dudes. And dudettes. I see you. Yeah. Congratulations on the promotion. And dudums. That's what but that's like, the non-binary for dude now. Yeah. Dudum. Dudum. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, unfortunately, vets are still in the background. For any country, any one currently, yeah. I mean, I I happen to follow a few veterans on TikTok, and they're like, I know which ones. We have the same for you page. Yeah, I know you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but their their sentiment it's it's well, no, it's really interesting because it's a a cis black woman and a, a non-binary. Medic. White person, <laughs> non-binary medic <laughs> with ADHD <laughs> and a variety of other things, and both their takeaways are <laughs> "fuck the army" and "fuck the government" for making me do this. Mm-hmm. But I would also, you know, die for for my country, for my people. Yeah, for. And I feel like that's a sentiment that Porco Rosso would definitely stand with. Yes. Yeah. He would die for his people, his what he considers to be his country. His comrades in arms as well. Yes. But he does not represent what the country is currently representing. Yeah. Which, at the time, because if I'm not mistaken, I think it's during Mussolini's rise, rise to, to power. power. Mm-hmm. So we this is where we're having Mussolini trying to rise to power. We're having, you know, at this time, this is when Europe was fracturing, fucked up, mm-hmm. because we have Mussolini rising to power, we have Stalin rising to power in Russia, we had Hitler about to come out of fucking nowhere in Germany, and you know, Japan had their own shit going on too. That sounded yeah, really they, southern. It did. Welcome. Uh, Welcome. And, you know, England... And it implies that they're in the middle of the Great Depression as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then England is over here going, oh my fucking God, we need to get out of here. Mm -hmm. How the fuck did we get sucked in? We're an island. (laughs) I didn't sign this permission slip. (laughs) And, you know, France is going, oh. Meanwhile, Ireland's just suffocating. Yes. And so this, it's... If anything... I think this represents very much a fractured world. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. I it, it it represents a world, and I think it's very interesting that it's pirates they're going after because it is a very time where the law was very loose. Yeah, wishy washy. There's no rules. Exactly. There's one rule. There's one rule. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Don't kill Marco Rosso. No, don't kill a pilot. There's no rules. Sit back down. Prizes can't move. There's one rule. (laughs) 
<laughs> and Theo just being like, heat. <laughs> um, so Pocoroso. Do we want to start with the top one or do we want to start with our bottom one? Because I know who Theo is. You know what? Let's just fucking start. You know what? I I I realize something now. Miyazaki just likes making artificers. Is he an artificer? She's an artificer. Go ahead, Myra. No, we know who she is. I she's a rogue artificer who's amazing. I'm giving I'm giving this one to her because it's literally the same character. For 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 light background, uh, a friend of ours wrote a campaign that is a little similar to how Porco Rosso plays out, and Myra accidentally wrote a character from said movie. Yeah, like, I'm feeling the tea. It's scary. Like yeah. my it's a rogue mechanic. Yeah. Theo is a rogue mechanic. Do you see how she gets in there and she straight up goes, I'm going. Dude, that sleight of hand is disgusting. Isn't it beautiful? She goes, I just happened to make this and it fits perfectly. Let me install it in five seconds or less. Uh, not, not just that. The stealth. Because the man doesn't even see her change into clothing. And then all of a sudden, she's in her new outfit ready to yeah, fly. Yeah, she's in her, her, her uh, pilot jumpsuit and he's like what what excuse me and she's already in the plane going i'm installing this back up hold hold the fuck up we just gotta install the windshield real fast it'll be cute real great it'll be cute a great little moment i love this for me (laughs) and okay and the fact that she goes my butt's not as small as you think ah it's such a it's just just such a it's such a cascade moment and then you see her with the, with the charisma, the chari- Okay, with my- the chorizo. Yes. No, because she, you know, she's this anxious little bean, bean, and then I don't know where she gets this charisma when she's the center of attention for no, no goddamn fucking reason. Out of nowhere, let's get down to business. Just starts playing, and she's like, "Shape up, act better," and they're like, "Oh, yes, ma'am." Take a bath. Okay. Don't touch shit that I've worked on. Oh. Miss Vio. Yes. Okay, so agreed. Rogue rogue um Rogue mechanic. Yeah. Rogue mechanic. Done. Like packed away. I can't even I can't even argue it. We talked about it the whole movie. <laughs> yes. As soon as she was introduced. Okay, Piccolo. That dude. I need I need to give him artificer. He, I would say artificer, especially when he started that that engine. He goes, "Oh, not until it goes into full power will it destroy my." F-. He <laughs> literally goes, said, "Watch me fuck up my shit to impress you." <laughs> yes. So yeah, I would say artificer. Also, he's just Italian jumbo jukiba, and I didn't know I needed this in my life. It's a good. It's a good moment. I miss jumba. Yes. Um, Gina, Bard. Yes. Who's Bard? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She sings a song and then convinces a bunch of angry pirates to not fight in her bar. Also, you cannot tell me that her showing up to Porco at the end of the movie was not her being like, "Here's an inspiration and a little light lay on hands. Get the fuck up." <laughs> yes. <laughs> did I did I stutter? I ain't here. I ain't here for games. Healing word, bitch. Get oh, up. Th- oh, there you go. That one's better. 
Healing word. I know you can hear me under there, you fucker. Get up. <laughs> Take this inspiration die. Stand up and act like you're okay. Just make one constitution save. That's all I'm asking. Yes. <laughs> no, that is that is completely valid. The American. <sighs> Fighter. His class, douchebag. <laughs> Fighter His douchebag. race, Dixon. I yeah, I would say he's probably either like I said fighter. Fighter. You can't shout fighter from the other side of the room as you leave. Uh, watch me. Fighter or maybe like um I kinda wanna see Paladin. I don't wanna give him Paladin and I hate that you said that. <laughs> Can Paladins use guns? Wait. Would a paladin be able to fly a plane? They have fine steed. Are plane steeds? <laughs> anyway. So. Who else do we want to cover? Papa Rosa? Oh, shit. Wait, did we have anyone else before that? The captain okay. of the, the pirates? Can I say all of the pirates real quick and just make them a thieves guild? Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Of, they're <laughs> a thieves mean, guild. They're a thieves guild. A low level thieves guild. <laughs> yeah, like level five max. I mean, the schoolgirls are low-level bards. They're, oh, God, they're yeah. level zero bards. Yes. Their teacher just gave them <laughs> the information necessary to do vicious mockery. And that's it. The, I, I, feel like, I feel like they didn't even give it to them. Like, the little fuckers snuck into the office and found one paper and went, Oh, it's ours. <laughs> we can now cause chaos. And they've literally been, like, grounded for months from using this fucking spell on campus. They get off campus for two seconds and they're like, oh, looks like someone gets to break out the one magic spell they know. And they're just walking around inspiring one another. Inspiration, inspiration, vicious mockery. Inspiration, inspiration, vicious mockery. Yes. Yes. It's a bard college. But like, it's, it's a bard preschool. Bard preschool. So we got a bard preschool. Thieves Guild. <laughs> One hella artificer. Yes. Um, Cascade. Yep. A bard. Full-blown bard. Full-blown. You, you messed me up. I said full-blown bard. You stuttered it before. Jesus, what the fuck? A full-blown bard. A graduated bard from Bard mm -hmm. College. Maybe she graduated from the same college. That's why she's so fucking... You know what? His friend, Ferrari. I love that all these names are like jokes that I can remember because I've got this now. <laughs> the only one I really need to remember is Gina. That's the only real name. Everyone else is a joke. Um, and the girl. I don't know her name. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah whatever. Anyway. Um, Ferrari is a paladin. Yep. Yes. He's a, He's a paladin on the path of Oathbreaker right now. Yes! Like, he is teetering that line so fucking hard. Pocoroso. I can't say a fighter. Oh, God, no. Monk? That boy got the fisticuffs, and I was genuinely worried about his performance. Yep. He's not a ranger. What up? Maybe. Because he's mm. good at ranged attacks. He's good at being picky about his ranged attacks. 
but he's not great at aiming. He has to, like, he can't do Hunter's Mark. Fair. But he's got sharpshooter. Yep. Okay, okay. Fair. But, he, but he's got sharpshooter, yeah. Maybe a gunslinger? Ooh. Mm. That's a type of fighter, though. Okay. I mean, we don't know much about him. Unless he's an Oathbreaker Paladin. Oh, it's got some flavor. Ooh, that's spicy. It's got some flavor. It's it's spicy, but... Well, not Ooh. all Oathbreakers have to be evil. No, but it, it comes with a... I've, I've played one before. It comes with a specific set of shit that basically forces you to be semi-evil. Yeah, I know. Um, Not a huge fan of it. I know. Um, or maybe he is a caster that broke away from his patron. A warlock that broke away and no longer has access to the magic. Which also could be how he turned into the pig. Especially if it was the last thing he did before breaking the oath from his patron. Like, stuck in his sad juice. Just thinking like, you know, I, I I am a pig. I did this to myself. I did this to my friends. Boom. Pig. Patron. Gone. Stuck. Yes. I like it. That has some flavor to it. Yeah, I think I think Broken Pact Warlock mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. Because I was I was also thinking um, Artificer, but I mean, if you think about it, he doesn't really do much. He just has a tinkerer's kit. Yeah, he he knows when his thing is about to break, which, like, good for you for paying attention and doing upkeep, buddy. Proud of you. Yeah, he can triage his uh, machine. Mm -hmm. His plane. Plane, thank Mm -hmm. you. Um, But anything serious, he needs to, like, yeah, good. Go to the doctors. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Get a checkup. I got this band-aid on it, but then it started growing something, so I'm here. <laughs> so yes, I would say he's a pathbreaker warlock. What path would he break- have uh, multiclassed into, do you think? Multiclassed? I would think he multiclassed. He just said fuck you to his patron? Yeah. <sighs> I think I think due to like emotional reasons, he basically was like you know what? I'm feeling particularly self-destructive and drunk today. Fuck you. <laughs> and the 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 patron was like, I really don't think you want to say that, buddy. Are you sure? And he just goes, yeah, no, I'm buckling down. Fuck you. And only you in particular. And the patron was like, okay, listen, I know you've been going through some shit, but it's been like six years. I'm just going to dip, okay? I'm like so over you right now <laughs> i'm so over the dramatics please get out of your whole island like are all of you mortals this dramatic i don't know if i can handle another one yep maybe i'm just done maybe i'm too old to be a patron anymore <laughs> i don't know it just lost its charm <laughs> all right there we are ready so we've got um, well, I guess we'll start from the bottom up, which is the little girls, which is our preschool of bards. Preschool of mm-hmm. bards. Then we've got our pirates, chaotic neutral pirates. Um, as a thieves guild. Yep. Mm-hmm. We have the American. The American as a fighter. 
fighter. Yeah, that's what we settled on. Um, Piccolo. Piccolo as an artificer. Yep. Gina as a bard. Yep. And Fio. Cascade. Rogue. Rogue artificer. Yep. That's right. Rogue mechanic. Rogue Not mechanic. artificer. I keep saying that. I'm sorry. I know. I keep thinking it. Yeah. Okay. I feel like if you ever played an artificer, you would have so much fucking fun. I am planning to try to do that. Not on this camp. Not on your one shot. Sam, Sam just went, not two of you. Not two of you. I've looked into the class now. You know, it's scary, isn't it? Yeah. Imagine having a robot friend on said team. It's actually, I actually feel bad for Ethan. And well, then. Anyway. Um, Pocoroso as our path breaker. No. Uh. Packed Ferrari. We forgot Ferrari. Oh, Ferrari. With his, our paladin. Edging on Oathbreaker paladin. Yep. Towing that line a little too close. Thinking real hard about, do I really love God? Does God love me? We don't know. And but we're a, here right now. Um, Pocoroso. As a broken packed warlock. Yep. Alright. I think that's everyone. I think that's so, everyone. Take us away. Go see this movie. Mm. It's really good. It's really, really good. If the reasons we told you during this whole podcast aren't enough, just go see it. It's a good movie. Like, I actually, I agree with Jay from earlier saying that just people go say, it's a good movie, go see it. Like, it's 10 out of 10. It's got comedy. It's got some sort of love interest that's not really like in your face it's got parallels to things it's got fights it's got you know it's got a little bit of everything and it does it doesn't make you feel like you're missing something Mm -hmm. just go see the movie it's great go yeah it has all of the wonderful storytelling elements that we have come to know and love and expect from a Miyazaki film. The score, the ma, 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 ma. <laughs> the ma, ma, mucha. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, the use of silence, all that good stuff on top of a, a really well-written story and like this really felt like a real passion project like all of the films have had this wonderful quality and element to them but like something special went into this one and it really shines through it's great i you'll laugh your ass off i loved it 10 out of yeah 10 out of 10 um, I was kind of nervous going into this one because, again, like like I said at the beginning, I've heard a lot about it. I just didn't know much about it, which is a weird, like, it, it was weird, um, situation to be in for it. But, yes? Yeah, cool. Okay. But, like, after watching it, it was such a fun trip. Like, at no point in this movie mm-hmm. was I like, okay, let's go, let's move on, you know, not... There was no point, even when they were doing slow stuff, even when they were kind of doing like, you know, 
light music, the ma, everything. Like, it, it was still captivating. Yeah. Even, like, I thought I knew what was going on when the when the flying scene happened above the clouds. I was like, oh, shit, he about to die. Or, oh, he's looking at the Milky Way. And, oh, no. The, 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 subtle, the subtle way that they slip hints in for you and then twist what you think they're going to be is, again, so subtle. The moment we see his face for the first time, instantaneous. You, if you're not looking up at the screen at that moment, you completely miss it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's such an interesting way to tell a story. I I was enthralled. It was so good. And I was so worried that at the beginning, it was just going to start strong with the comedy and then taper out because Miyazaki's not known for comedy. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. It's so funny. I I could not I could not sing this thing's praises high enough. It's not going to replace my favorite Miyazaki movie, but it's a solid 10 out of 10. That 10 out of 10 does not hit the same as Spirited Away for me. But dear God, I would watch them both interchangeably depending on my mood. Like I feel like this is one of the few films that's adults can really latch on to but like on that note i think this is the first and may i say potentially only uh miyazaki movie that we've seen yet that really has that vibe because mm. i feel like for a lot of this month it was hit or miss i guess they never miss huh like it's all it was this entire time it's just been uh you know this this was good but I don't know. I feel like I wasn't in the right headspace for it. Or, you know, it's not that this isn't a bad movie. It's just it wasn't my first, so it doesn't hit as hard. Or, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I could say a million things like that about Castle in the Sky. Y'all could say a million things about that, about uh, The Cat Returns. We we fought about... We, not fought about. We talked about this in Spirited Away. I no, think in, in Kiki's. Kiki's. I think the only one that could potentially have the same captivation element with adults would be Howl's. I was going to say Spirited. Spirited Away and Howl's. Both of them, because they still have that level of intrigueness. Right. Yeah, intrigue. And the themes aren't universally um, young or child-directed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess, well, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with Howl's, and I'm going to... Re- rescind putting spirited on that table because now that i'm thinking about it 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 could if you were not enthralled with the world it could be seen that way yes it is it it is a kid learning to stand on her own two feet so yeah like aside from howls it's really the only movie that we really get to get a good input or get a good in in on and it is such a different take from howls Mm -hmm. yes it's still wartime influenced but it's so different yeah it's yeah so Yes, definitely. Three yeses. Three yeses. Three and very enthusiastic yeses. Three tens out of tens, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So go see it. I know people, you've probably heard it from other people. It's just good. It's just good. It. You're not going to be disappointed. Yeah, I was genuinely concerned about the flop element of this pig man in a plane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, where are we going? Like. Because that, that was one of the reasons I kind of pushed for seeing it. Because, like, I wanted to know what the fuck was up with that pig dude. I know. <laughs> How do you make a movie about a pig that flies in a plane and then expects it to be taken seriously? 
you don't. Unless you do. Which is a really cool way to see it. Yes. You don't, unless you do. So, yeah. Uh, three yeses. Yeah. Um, and with that... The media bit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. yep. That other yep. thing. Yep. Yep. Thank you for listening to Why Should I Watch That. Do you have it memorized? Jinx me little. Thing. You can follow us on Twitter and... Uh, I got this. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you want more content or want to see some of the things we reference in the show or just want to say hi, please follow us at WSIWTT. Sam, slow down. <laughs> slow down. I'm sorry, my New Jersey energy kicked in. I don't know why. I kicked in. That's what happened. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you want more content or want to see some of the things we referenced in the show or just want to say hi, please follow us at WSIWT Podcast on Instagram and Twitter or that at Why Should I Watch That on... What, would the, what were you gesturing to Jay about? The same. It's the same speed. <laughs> the same. You went... <laughs> it was not the same speed. It was exactly... exactly... We have it on recording. <laughs> <laughs> Go into your slow sl- southern draw, honey. Mm-mm, no. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you want more content or want to see some of the things we reference to the show or just want to say hi, please follow us at WSIWT Podcast on Instagram and Twitter or at Why Should I Watch That on TikTok and Facebook. We've also got a YouTube channel where you can listen to our episodes and also watch our live shows so slow that's so people can understand always read it (laughs) you can read it for real if you want i just wanted to do it in the southern accent thanks for listening to this week's episode if you want more content or want to see some of the things we referenced in the show (laughs) or just want to say hi please follow us at wsiwt podcast on instagram or twitter or at why should i watch that on tiktok and facebook We've also got a YouTube channel where you can listen to our episodes and also watch our live show. I, I know. I'm trying to I'm trying to get another concussion, I think. <laughs> Did you almost bang your head on the counter? Yes. <laughs> Twice. Going back and coming up. I was like, oh, oh. I saw that and I went, I'm just going to keep making myself pause. <laughs> so just so you all know, I might have given myself a mild concussion today. It was hysterical. It was funny. Um, (laughs) It was asthma inducing. (laughs) Yes. But with that, we've had our snacks. We've said our facts. We've told you that you should go watch that. 10 out of 10. Hello, LGBT community. Welcome to Pride Month. You know what we're doing. Here is your hint. What do you mean? What did I do to you? I didn't know being a princess was contagious. Okay, okay, everyone, calm down. 